Welcome to the Solo Venture Podcast. My name is Lee Payton, and along with co-founder Reese Harris, we'll discuss the tools and mindset you need for successful remote entrepreneurship. So whether you're new to freelancing or have an established online business, we'll help you to earn more, work less, and become irreplaceable. This episode and all future episodes will be brought to you by our day jobs until we can find a supplement brand or mattress manufacturer to sponsor us. Please enjoy the show and remember to follow and subscribe. So the, since the last time we, uh, we filmed one of these, we've been uh, working and building things out. Um, we're uh, going to have a landing page up here in a couple of days after this is uh, published anyway. I don't know if we want to get into our thoughts on the future of freelancing or anything else like that with AI. Um, yeah. It's here. Because it's obviously everyone's talking about it. I mean, everyone's been talking about it for the last four months. Um, and I think especially with one of the things we each do, which is copywriting, it's quite, I don't know if scary is the right word. I think we're in for a lot of change over the next couple of years with the copywriting space. And I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of agreement now that, you know, very, very good copywriters won't necessarily be replaced by this stuff. Um, and kind of poor or mid-level copywriters will, um, but also the definite impact will be, even if you've got a team of 10 good copywriters, that will probably reduce substantially now that these tools are available. Because um, why would you have 10 if you could have five really good ones that also use that tool to increase their output by two, you know, um, or double? That makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Uh, so so far, I've not been like trying to keep up with it. I've been using GPT-4, uh, we're in uh, April 2023 at the time of this recording. And GPT-4 is pretty good. Uh, it's actually saved me a lot of time. So to your point, it seems like the people that are working in the content mills that aren't really being all that creative are the ones that uh, uh, teams uh, that would normally outsource a lot of this work are going to benefit from the bows, uh, which which makes it scary if you're just that's how you operate. If you're just uh, you know cranking out uh, mindless blog articles, which I'm surprised is still a thing anyway, blogging, but it is. So I think that anybody who has any creative skill or can at least manage a team and uh, work well at editing, I think we'll be fine, regardless of how, how good it gets. And I think there's also going to be a market for more personality, you know, because like what we're doing right now, for example, we could probably, <laughs> should say it, but we could probably go to one of those stupid AI things that makes the cartoon. And there's <laughs> definitely people that have a better voice than I do. You know, could uh, we could probably make it, but that's that's not the point. And so, a lot of the, the like future creative writing will be, you know, people that can add a little bit of personality to it. Uh, you know, and I'm, that's not to say that AI writing is bad. I've used it a couple times, and I was like, man, this is actually better than what I would have written anyway. But there's there's no human part of it. So I think, you know, for the blog content mills and the websites, SEO and everything else, that's kind of looking towards a, it's going to be a dead end with, with a live stuff, um, for the creative stuff. And, and again, when I say live, it was the, the video and the voiceovers and the animals too. I think that that's always, or more so maybe will be in demand because, uh, you know, people will, it, it'll be a thing in the future, I'll think, or when I say future, it could be a couple of months from now where somebody will say, I want this done. I want this written and I want it confirmed that a human did this. There's some uh, job postings out there now that I see 
that say it, you know, we want you to, you know, know how to use chat GPT or any number of the other AI things, like it says in there, you must be able to use this. I think those are the people that are just looking for cheap labor. I think the people that will need creative copywriters and, uh, you know, other type of marketing functions will, will look for, like say specifically, like we will make sure this woman written by chat GPT. So I, I think, I think that it, you're right. It will split. It's going to get rid of everybody on the bottom yeah. and those that, that want to learn and, and be involved in, in something that like we're working on now and be involved with a program like we're going to have here shortly yeah. to up your game and, and be more creative. I think they'll be safe. Yeah, for sure. And there's still the editing component is going to be really important, especially for like anyone doing any kind of SEO work, like Google's, you know, they're smart enough to identify if it's been written by AI. So you're still going to need to edit a copy just to make sure it doesn't get hit by a, by a detector. I do think that for people that are like, for example, with like the email copywriting space, you're going to need to level up on the strategy side because regardless of whether it's right or wrong, there will be a lot more companies that do move to the tools, but they actually still need someone to develop the strategy, content calendar. You can use these tools to like create draft content calendars. You still need someone who knows the context from a human standpoint and a brand standpoint to actually make sure that that's correct and that it makes sense for the business. Um, and again, this is like now with what we have available now, maybe in five years, the tools can do that as well. But I think you'll have to monitoring and see how we go. Yeah, no, so it's funny you brought that point up about the email stuff. I was writing a series of emails for a uh, law firm today. So the email, I put in as many prompts as I can, and I'm no expert at chat GPT, but I try to put in, I need an email about this that's going to be sequential, whatever, I won't worry with the detail. It did an okay job with the emails, but what it couldn't do was decide the flow and the sequencing. Uh, so I had to go through and and figure out if I was a, a client or somebody who signed up for the newsletter, what do I want to get week after week? What's going to give me fatigue? It was a, it's an email sequence for personal injury. So, you know, Chad or the AI software wanted me to, to run the same stuff every week, which is a generic CTA. So you're exactly right. It can help you not have the writer's block on the emails and everything else. But as far as setting up the sequences and strategizing and deciding, you know, as a human, what these people would want to read or what would wear them out or make them unsubscribe. And then the ESP setup, which I wish there was AI that could do that. My least favorite thing to do is, is set up ESP. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, it, it has been incredibly useful to brainstorm and get first drafts written. But I do feel sometimes you you can sense when you're doing that and you're getting that kind of first draft. I've sensed that I'm not using any creative muscles and the fear is more of a general AI point of view when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's like, if I'm not training the brain to be doing those things, what is my brain going to be like in, in 20 years? Like if we're kind of outsourcing all this stuff to the tool, What's the impact on, I don't know, like memory, creativity, like, are we moving to like Wally or Wally? I don't know how you pronounce it. Yeah. You know, with the, the things like, because not necessarily because AI does everything and that's then how we want to live, but it's like how we have to start or have been forced to live because our brains just aren't what they used to be because it hasn't, the brains of like the kids that are being brought up haven't been 
forced to go through the kind of training that previous humans have been through, if that makes sense, because tools do that stuff now that you just need to like survive. But survival is easy because everything's kind of on a plate and provided by by these AI tools. Yeah, that's true. So uh, speaking of of just in stages and creativity and everything else, so obviously when you start out freelancer or any type of career or just any just life in general with work everything you do builds year after year so even the things i did that were unrelated to this uh job now that i did 20 years ago still have some shape on what i'm doing now uh so to the creativity part if you're not using your if you're not flexing that that mental muscle and using it for creativity and work and everything else even if AI, whatever we're doing today, if AI comes completely wipes it out, we won't be prepared for the next thing because we won't have the building blocks for it. So, so again, we would stress that yeah, anybody who's worried about it, I mean, it, it's happening. It's real. I don't think it's going to be the necessarily the big dead end that everybody says it is, unless you know, just give up and you're not willing to try new things. And I think that having the foundation of copywriting, which is something that'll be one of our core teachings once we get up and running is a great start on that. And then whatever other functions get, get taken up. I mean, look, this isn't all bad. Uh, there's still plenty of things, even editing and, and uploading and producing this YouTube content and podcast channel. I mean, there's some things that I wish AI would do for us here too. So, but yeah, we just go through life and we'll have a robot come up with all of our content and we're not thinking or being creative. Besides the impact, the larger impact on the human race in general, I mean, your your sense of purpose, like, what are we doing here? And there are going to be a lot of people down and out right now rely on all that need 90% of AI that is taken. They, then they pass it through Grammarly or something else because they just don't have, at least, yeah, they're not creative or whatever. They just have to do it. One of our main goals in our coaching program is to, is to help develop that creative sense uh, and work on that, whatever that ends up being, whether it's copywriting, marketing, or, or any other, you know, business venture. Yeah. AI is here and it's, it's unavoidable. It doesn't have to be a dead end if you don't let it. Yeah, you you need to have some agency. Um, so if you are someone that is worried about what's the impact on my my ability over the years, then you need to make sure you're flexing that muscle. So if you have to start using these tools to adapt to the career side, like you sh- maybe you should be doing exercises that is like cool. You sit down and you do copyright exercises, no AI just to keep that muscle trained and also to understand and keep keep your understanding of what is good copywriting, good copy that sells, instead of just adapting and then being fully reliant on the tool because like you're just going to be a really good person that can use that tool. Yeah, it, it says, the, so it's estimated, I'm just looking at the stats now, it's estimated that uh, most or at least a majority planet will be freelancing, the workforce anyway, by 2030. And I tend to believe that it's, estimated now that about 30% of the U.S. is freelancing, which I could see because it, being plugged into the workforce there, that does sound like a solid number. If the world is shifting in that direction, and again, even if you're not necessarily interested in marketing, marketing or copywriting or things that may be affected by AI, more often than not, you're going to write free after than somebody who works in the corporate world. To get ahead of that, kind of have well, you know, what we call veteran status when the world shifts to freelancing is important as well. But the last thing you want to do is be that person you know, left behind, you know, sitting in somewhere in the corporate world that gets shut out because 
you don't have the, the veteran status and the, the resume testimonials as a freelancer, or you're working for somebody else, even as a freelancer or subcontractor, you can still get cut out that way too. So that's another big part of our program is going to be being self-reliant, uh, being able to work as a team and have a network of, of people to help you out, being able to you know take charge of your own little you know one person monopoly, one person business. Yeah, for sure. You're going to be people will be hired based on their competence, their personality. Like, does the person like them and their ability to solve problems? No matter what the tools are or what the task is that needs to be done, it's like how competent are you as someone I could work with that is going to solve the problem I have. And, um, and that will always, I think, be a thing. It will just be the delivery that changes. But I also, I also think the personality side and the story side will probably become more important over time because, because of these tools, like people will be more interested in, well, what was your journey to get to where you are? Um, where's the human, like they'll be looking for the human element instead of just wanting to hire a cog that uses these tools. Yeah, no, personality is going to be the, the big thing. And we've even discussed that you know, when it, we're talking about building this community is, you know, if you asked anyone to like this conversation we're having now, we could have scripted this entire thing, certainly AI and sat down and just read to the camera. Personality and confidence is going to be everything. Like what's your experience been since ChatGBT came out? What's your experience been with clients? Like have they been at the top of a conversation? Have they asked you to use it? Anything like I actually, I'll tell this story, you know, it might not be the best for me, but who cares? I actually got tasked to write an article the other day for a company that I do a lot of work for, and it was a very dry article. And again, I, I got the task and I was like, yeah, why, why are we even doing it anymore? It's a long article. I don't want to talk too much about it because they'll know, they'll know who they are if they ever watch this. Uh, it'll be too late by then. I'll already read the rates. I'll be gone. You'll never find me. But anyway, it was like a, it was a comparison for two separate things that were very boring. And part of me was like, they need to get with the times. Blog writing is just not going to be a thing anymore. And if I need to know somebody or anybody else needs to know something, surely they could either look it up for themselves. Point being, I had to write a fairly technical, boring article, about a thousand words. And I gave a, I gave ChatGPT a very like, detailed prompt and I sent it in and then they ran it through I don't know what it's called, but they read it something and they sent it back to me and they're like, this is 90% AI. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but, but the funny, but the funny thing is, and I kind of, I kind of told, I was frustrated. Well, I kind of told them, I was like, look, I was like, I don't know what you expect. And I said, this thing writes pretty well. And I went through, I added some human element to it, you know, where I could be funny, as funny as you could be for that topic. Uh, it was software. You know, th the point is I went back and I changed a few things and it still didn't relieve the issue. So, for, so in that instant, to your question, what's my experience been with this stuff to that instance, I got in a little bit of trouble. They still paid me and everything. And they, they understood aside from that, it's come up a couple of times. It seems like the larger accounts, the agencies that I work with, they don't really take it seriously yet. They don't think it's a threat or they don't think it's an option, which is good for me because I can do a lot of my research and save time and basically build them for the same amount of hours because just because I got better at something doesn't mean I'm worth less if it takes less time. So exactly. it's a great tool for that. What I have noticed on some of the job boards, doesn't matter how many clients they have or how busy I get, or if I put in a 16 hour day, I still make a point to check job boards every day. Let's say somebody, all my clients watch this video today and then by tomorrow, they'll call me and tell me they don't want me anymore. Uh, you know, I want to be, I'll have a backup for that. Point is like, no matter how busy 
I get or how secure I think I am with my clients and the work. Even if I have projects uh, lined out for a month, I still do my diligence. I have a little tab on my Chrome browser. I click on it. It opens up all the uh, job boards to include the ones that I necessarily care to work for anymore, like the Fivers and the Upworks and like the things that I started off with to kind of boost my career and get the uh, testimonials and and make some money. I still go through those all the time. And what I'm noticing with the AI, there are some posts on there where people are asking like 50,000 word ebooks for like 300 bucks, but it's that's not something you want to do any, nor would anybody want to. Read. If there is a downturn in copywriting work or marketing work, I haven't personally seen it. That's not to say that I'm really good at this or, or high demand. It just hasn't hit me yet. I have worked with other people with, and then keeping an eye on my friends on LinkedIn and everything else. And some, some have complained. Quite honestly, there are some, some writers and, and marketers out there that probably are charging a little much for some of the stuff that you know we do. I, I mean, I, I, I think uh, as a skilled writer, for example, like my blog rate is about 30 cents a word for just a regular article, which is not high. You know, people that charge $2 a word. I think like we mentioned before, it's going to get rid of the people at the bottom that have no creativity, that need a brief laid out. They can't go anywhere with it. You give them a topic and they just stare at it. They can't do anything. It's going to cut out those people in the sense that they can still crank out content, but it won't be worth anything. They'll get paid $2 for it. Some of the people at the top that I think got kind of a boost in their earnings after COVID, I think that some of those people that started copywriting and marketing, digital marketing before COVID, and then COVID happened and they got a huge increase and they went from charging, you know, 50 bucks an hour to $1,500 an hour. Yeah. I think it's going to bring some of those people down too. And that's not to say that, you know, they're not skilled and they don't deserve it, but it's going to equalize things a little bit. Like we mentioned earlier, if you practice and you understand strategy, because even writing a sales page, if it's something that chat can do most of the work for you, but you understand, you know, you understand the, the marketing process and you understand the long-term strategy for something. I believe it'll just make those jobs easier and it'll get rid of the people that just want to show up in the morning, open their computer and find a $5 Fiverr blog article gig and, you know, crank it out without putting any thought into it at all. Maybe not even reading what they wrote. So anyway, that's my long-winded way of saying it has affected the, uh, the industry. I think I haven't seen a huge impact from it. And I think it'll do, like we mentioned earlier, just get rid of the people at the top and it'll probably separate some of the people at the bottom. When I say get rid of the people at the top, I mean, they'll have to be a little bit more fusible with their rate. Yeah, I see. One of my clients has, has kind of like adopted it into the process. Well, emails, and to be honest, like it makes, it makes sense as a business, like not, not to like use it as like whatever it pumps out we use, but to use it as a kind of efficiency tool. It's like tweaking tools. So it's like if this sentence doesn't quite hit the mark it's like give the right yeah. problems rules of like cool write it in this way um or you know uh, make it shorter so that's that's the experience i've had with some of my class and then some of the other clients are like they're not quite sure about it yet and i do think there'll be a lot of brands that like you say they'll either want to just we don't want someone to use that tool for the final like result like we want a human behind it or the tool will get so good at one point that they just can't deny that it's better, um, which I do think will happen with some copywriting. But yeah, I think I think we can rely on the skepticism of a lot of brands for now, thinking, 
well, I still kind of want a human to be producing this, um, and we can kind of ride that wave for as long as it as long as it goes. Yeah, I I think that going back to getting in early or getting in now before the world goes majority freelance and building that authority and that like veteran status, like I mentioned, uh, that goes to that a lot too. Because what I find now, I'm only been been writing and marketing now for it's been less than two years. Forget the exact date. I went to Mexico and we'll get into all that. It hasn't been that long. I've been able to establish a reasonable amount of authority and expertise. Uh, and to the point now where even if I produce a piece of content for somebody using AI, they obviously put my own little spin on it, but I don't have to change it much. But because of because of my background and because of my author bio, uh, they, they need a human to back it up. So like you said, like you can start with AI, but the finished product has to pass through a human, at least for now. And that's why we encourage you know, everyone to, if you're interested in freelancing, especially in the marketing field, you know, we're going to help those people out to kind of establish that expertise and authority as things progress in that direction. Like you mentioned with the chat, it's funny that a lot of businesses are kind of, well, this is, you know, I don't want this thing written by AI. Well, I mean, really all chat does is scours the internet learning. And when I write an article, I'm just Googling stuff anyway, not not necessarily copying and pasting it, but I'm taking stuff that I see and read other places. So this is just making that faster. I don't think it's the big gloom and doom that everybody said it's going to be, but you definitely have to have other skills and be more well-rounded. And like we've seen with the whole uh, niche, niche down thing, which is still the, the thing it's preached the most in our industry, that you have to pick a, a specific function. Like um, I'm just going to do you know, email copywriting, but don't worry about learning how to set up the email service provider or strategizing out the uh, email sequences or anything like that. Just just worry about the writing or I'm just going to do landing pages, but I'm not going to even learn a little bit about design or how to construct a page or SEO or anything else. Those things that we heard a lot of our colleagues preach over the last few years about you need to niche down to make money, I think we're going in the other direction. I think that, and this goes back to what our program is going to offer, is that we're going to have a broader sense. We're going to teach people to know a little bit of everything so that you can be that person, that the go-to person. Because eventually, if all you know how to do is you know, write a, again, the blog writers, I'll pick on now. If that was your only thing, but you don't know how to use work with WordPress or strategize the, or do any type of SEO work or or do an outlook calendar for a company. Yeah. And all you know how to do is write it. You know, you're pretty much done. So I hate to, I hate to call everybody out on it. I walked well, out annoyed at the beginning because I couldn't pick a niche. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like I was like, screw you. I'm not doing it. I just didn't know. I was too nervous to, to settle. And what that created in me, good or bad, whatever, is that I learned a whole bunch of stuff. I, I'm not good at anything in particular, but I have a wide range of things. And that's what we intend to pass along to the members of the community and yeah. help them grow in many directions. Just like any other job, man. Like, I don't know how it was where you were at the time. I don't know if you were in the UK at the time or not. When Uber came out, this is a really stupid analogy, but it goes to what I'm saying. What happened in Florida uh, when I was living there at the time when Uber came out, it finally came down to, to Florida because it hit a few states at once. All the cab drivers lost their jobs because they just they weren't willing and some of them that were willing to ship and go work for uber now is this the same as the ai revolution not exactly but you got to have the mindset that you're willing to learn something new and shift into a, a new job 
the lungs. Like, all right, what's the alternative? Need another career, or you adapt. Like, it might, it might be wrong. Like, it might not be a good thing, but it's how it is. So you can spend, you know, you can spend so much time thinking this is unfair, whatever. But it's happening. You need, you need to adapt. Um, yeah, when uh, when the when the cars first started rolling off the assembly line here, or like in what 1903 or whatever Henry Ford started mass producing vehicles people would and this was in the newspapers back then like it was like not obviously not on TV back then but in the newspapers they would show broken down cars on the side of whatever road and they would make fun of them they would say you know they'd yell this is really all the history books they would yell get a horse or something stupid like that because they were resistant to change and the thing is like obviously we all have vehicles now and People felt bad for the the farriers, you know, the the people that worked on horseshoes and everything else. But it's like they have to learn to adapt. And now that electric cars are coming out, no matter how you feel about that, things are just going to change. You know, mechanics are going to have to. You know, this has been aff- affecting the blue collar community for hundreds of years, and it's finally coming around to to the digital age now. So uh, again, in order in order to stay ahead of it, and you're right, what's your alternative? You know, just say, screw it, I give up and not do anything. And I think, you know, some people will fight it. You know, they're probably justified. Like, I, I get it. But also, I, it seems like it's a, it would be a losing battle. And more misery would come out of it from that than adapting. Um, yeah. Right or wrong. See if we can do this live here. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, hang on, that's not going to work. That's not going to Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Remember to like, subscribe, share, download, swipe right, whatever it is you want to do. And uh, we'll be launching the uh, landing page here in a few days. This will probably be published a little before that. And uh, more content to come. We're going to try to put one of these podcasts out uh, at least uh, once a week, maybe twice a week as we conquer more topics. So that's it. Nice. The producer of today's episode was me. So thanks for listening. For more content, join us on our YouTube channel at at SoloVenture. The links will be in the show notes. And please remember to download, follow, and subscribe.